Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. I'm set on you somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadow lark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Pornbro, and glad you're joining me today on this episode. And today we got a really good one. I want to talk about uh, you know, a question that uh, came in about building a greenhouse out of old windows. I think it's a great question and something a lot of people can do, and I just love the whole concept. And I'll talk a little bit about some of the pros and cons of that. This is episode 89, Wednesday, June 6th. 2018 and i hope you're having a great week getting lots of homesteading stuff done at your place and uh enjoying this weather i tell you what we've had just it's been like the perfect weather the last couple weeks we've had some fairly you know warm temperatures low 80s and then we get a nice little rain shower and it's right back to the mid 80s or low 80s and it's just been really really nice been getting cool at night like uh, high 50s low 60s around here so it's just made for some great homesteading uh, weather and uh, everything's just been uh, really blowing up in the garden and i hope everything's going well in your place as well um let's jump right into our question for today this came in from jason jason asks I'm thinking of building a new greenhouse out of old windows. My question is, is it worth it? Estimate costs and some good plan locations. And uh, some of this I can help you with. Some of this, uh, you know, it just depends. Um, let's just uh, look at a few things. First, I want to give you some bonus points for wanting to repurpose old windows. You know, I just, I think that anytime we can repurpose, reuse, just find another use for something. It's just great. I, I, I love seeing that rather than just seeing things getting thrown in a landfill or just being trashed. It's just always a good thing to repurpose and, um, you know, just use everything we can as much as we can. It's just, it's great for your wallet. It's great for your, well, sometimes it's great for your wallet. It's, 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 uh, unique and it's always uh, great for the environment. So, um, uh, bonus points for that. I want to talk about some types of windows and some potential problems uh, that you might run into. When you're using old windows, something you have to be aware of is that it's pre-1960, you have plate glass. After that, you have what's called float glass. Both are very brittle. I've had bad experiences with plate glass. Uh, the house I live in now, we put new windows in a few years ago, but 
we moved in here about 26 years ago, I think it was. And I remember trying to get one of the windows open because, you know, they get painted shut and it sticks and you can't get them open. And I remember prying on one after we moved in here and I had one shatter on my arm and I got some nice little scars. They're, they're, they're not real bad scars now, but it looked like somebody just took a razor blade. It went down my arm with real long slices because it just shattered down my arm. And that plate glass, when it falls, it just makes like these real sharp shards of glass large pieces and it will slice you up so be very careful when working with plate glass float glass now if you get into the more modern windows they'll have plate glass and float or float glass actually because after 1960 they went to a float glass method like i said it's not much uh, better as far as the how it shatters and breaks it's just a bit of the way they uh, they actually make the glass is what the difference is. But they went to a, a combo of, of float glass and tempered glass in modern windows because they have the double pane and triple pane windows. Um, and, and, you know, you could go with that. I mean, sometimes uh, you can even find like double pane windows as far as old windows go. Now, that's going to uh, cut back on some of the sunlight. They do usually have some kind of... Uh, um, filtering in them that will, will guard some of the sunlight from coming through the windows and it just reduces some of the the sun's power at coming through a double pane window but uh, if you're in a good sunny location you can still have that as a greenhouse and it will actually help with insulation in your greenhouse so you know double pane windows are not necessarily a bad thing to go with they're usually a little stronger insulated will cut down a little bit of the sunlight coming through the window but it will still be enough especially if you live like i said in a more southern area uh, where you get a lot of sunlight a lot of heat it might actually be a good thing to have a little bit of that shaded uh, coming through the windows but plate glass float glass absolutely usable for a greenhouse you just have to be aware of some of the issues another issue you might run into with old windows is the glazing which is that bead uh, that goes around the window that gets pretty brittle and you might have to re-glaze the windows so you have to be real careful about that um and and you know it's not hard to reglaze a window that matter of fact they even make like a a, a little bead uh, that you can cut that old glaze out and you can actually put that bead in there and flatten that out now they actually you know, make something that's a little easier than glazing uh, that you can replace that with so it's not real hard, just you know, a little time-consuming, uh, getting all the old glaze out of there. Another thing you really have to be aware of is potential toxins. Now, a lot of old homes used lead paint, and a lot of old windows, uh, a lot of times people painted the houses and they didn't you know, paint the window frames and stuff, and a lot of them still have uh, lead paint on them. Now, lead paint is very toxic. Um, you're talking small amounts around window frames. But be careful with that, you know, and, and uh, scrape off as much as you can if you're repainting them. And, you know, the good thing about lead paint is it actually, if you paint over it, it uh, it does, you know, it, the danger is it falling in the ground and, and the ground kind of absorbing that up. But if you repaint it, kind of seal it on there, scrape off some, put it in a trash can, sweep it up on a, you know, do it on a, on a concrete floor or something, sweep it up, um, you know, put it, you know, dispose of it properly. Uh, technically, that probably isn't the proper way to dispose of lead paint, but you know, I don't think you're going to call out an environmental crew to clean up your old windows. So, uh, but painting over lead paint is actually one of the ways you can prevent it from being a problem. So, just make sure you paint over that lead paint if it has lead paint, or if you think it might have, and uh, kind of seal that in so you don't uh, have any you know, potential toxins getting into your soil in your greenhouse. You know, they kind of defeating the whole purpose of organic growing and, and whatnot by having that in your greenhouse. So just something to be aware of when you're dealing with old windows, uh, window size issues, 
uh, are also a thing. I mean, it's kind of hard to find a bunch of windows that are the same size. You can do it. You know, I mean, a lot of times if you can find the windows out of the same house, a house might have a whole bunch of the same size windows all around the house. So, you know, uh, finding the windows that are the same size is sometimes difficult, but it ain't, it ain't a, something you have to do. You can actually build a greenhouse with a bunch of different size windows. And I'll tell you a little bit about how to do that. Uh, you, you can, you can build a frame, build a wall that you're going to build and, you know, build the outer frame of that, uh, that two by four framing, however size you want it, you know, large, small, whatever. And then you just take all those different windows and you just place them in there and you kind of just figure out the, the style of all the different sizes. Once you get it all laid out inside that frame, then you can build the inner frame basically. And in some, there may be gaps where you have to spill in with some wood and whatnot, but it works really well. I've seen that done uh, in some YouTube videos and stuff, and it was actually what I was looking at doing before I built my greenhouse, uh, put up my greenhouse, which was a store-bought greenhouse, but I'd actually consider doing this out of windows. And and you can, like I said, just stagger those windows in there, and just you just got to get creative with the framing, but I've actually seen that, and it looks pretty cool. So you don't have to have the same size windows. Just having the same size windows makes it easier. If I'm designing an old uh, a greenhouse out of old windows, I'm probably, because it's plate glass, I'm probably not going to put the windows all the way to the ground because you're going to be mowing yards and things like that. You might kick up something and bust the windows. I'm probably going to come up two and a half to three feet with siding, wood siding on the side of that greenhouse. Um, you really don't need the windows to go all the way to the ground. Uh, you can. It's your it's your decision, but um, potential for a broken window is lower, higher if it's all the way to the ground. And if you have any small kids around, you know, there's always that chance of one of them getting into the window and cutting themselves, busting it, cutting themselves. I'm probably going to raise that up two and a half, three feet with some siding and then start my windows above that. That's just my um, decision. Now, uh, I would tell you don't use the old windows for the roof. Use a polycarbonate, uh, like the corrugated polycarbonate sheeting. You can buy that at a lot of the big box hardware stores like Menards and Lowe's and all them. All sell it. It's not super expensive and it's going to be way better for your roof. It doesn't look as pretty, um, but a lot safer. You go putting plate glass in your ceiling. If something happens and you're in there and that falls, breaks, falls down on you, um, it could hurt you real bad if not kill you. So I'm not going to use plate glass windows in my ceiling so or for my roof. So uh, I would definitely advise against that. Go get you some of that polycarbonate uh, uh, corrugated sheeting um, and put that across your roof. Plus, it's just going to be easier to make your roof hatches and things like that, your ventilation hatches or what, whatever you're going to put up there. And it's going to work fine. And uh, it's not going to hurt the looks of it that bad. You know, you're still going to have the, the, the nice looking windows in the side and all that. So that's how I'm going to design my sides and my roof. Now you can use the windows on the ends. You're going to have to get a little more creative with the design and, and stuff there. You just got to weigh out the pros and cons of it. I mean, the reality is, will it save you money? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, finding old windows, a lot of people are doing things with old windows. A lot of people use them for craft projects now. A lot of people are just doing a lot of things with old windows. People aren't throwing them out like they used to. But if you can find a good deal, and how big of a greenhouse are you going to make? I, I can't give you an estimated cost without, you know, because there's just there's no way of telling really. Um, you know, it just depends on how big you're going to make this greenhouse and just what you have to give it put into some. Uh, into some windows. Now the framing is not going to cost a lot. You're just talking two by four framing. Uh, the polycarbonate sheeting is probably going to be the most expensive thing, depending on how big your greenhouse is. Uh, those usually come in like a two by 10 sheet, uh, something like that. 
as far as the standard size. It, it's somewhere around there. They're they're pretty long, but you could cover that pretty quick. I mean, if you're making say a, a smaller greenhouse, like a eight by ten or something like that, it, it don't take a lot of that uh, to make a roof. It's not super cheap, but it covers pretty quick. Uh, and and just finding the old windows. Now, where could you find some old windows? Possibly Craigslist. Uh, Facebook, a marketplace, uh, auctions are a great place because a lot of people take that stuff to auctions and, and people, you know, and they'll sell them in bulk at an auction or something. So also another place that, uh, I've seen them is that there, I don't know if you have them where you live, but around here, uh, Habitat for Humanity has stores. Uh, I forget what they're called, but it's actual Habitat for Humanity store where they all tear out old buildings and stuff like that. And they have a lot of the old supplies and stuff that they resell to, to help supply money for building more houses and stuff. So, uh, I've seen, I've seen old windows going there. I'll tell you something else you might looking for, especially for your ends, uh, for the, for the two ends of the greenhouse are old sliding doors, old sliding doors. Now they're definitely tempered glass. Um, they're, I've never seen any of them in plate glass. They're always tempered glass, very heavy duty. Uh, if you could get enough of those to build the whole greenhouse out of, that'd be awesome. You could, could run those all the way to the ground. So, uh, that would be a really good thing to use. Um, but you know, anything you're looking for like that in an old, uh, at those places would, would come in handy and, or just a garage sales, uh, any place where you buy used items is where you're going to find old windows and you may be able to find a good deal. You may not in your area. Uh, like I said, a lot of people are, are selling those for a, a premium price nowadays because so many people are using them for, uh, craft projects for reselling craft projects and stuff they'll make little designs and people will just hang them in their house they'll take an old window and put some you know whatever on it some craft stuff on it and hang it on a wall inside their house so that's happening a lot these days um so it's getting harder and harder to find old windows to build greenhouses out of but like we had new windows put in our house and we had all of our old windows we could have easily built a greenhouse i wasn't you know, looking for that at the time, but had I kept those and stacked those up somewhere, I could have absolutely used those for building an old greenhouse and it would have worked perfect. And it wouldn't cost me anything other than just some framing. So it could be a hundred dollars to build a greenhouse. It could be, you know, depending on the size of the greenhouse and what you have to pay for windows, it could end up being cheaper to go buy a, a greenhouse kit and putting up a store-bought greenhouse. I think, I think, a. a a greenhouse made out of old windows look can look really, really good though. So that's kind of one of the pros of it. Uh, again, you're recycling, repurposing uh, old windows. That's a pro. Uh, uh, the cons again, it's plate glass. It's it's easy to shatter. Finding the windows is kind of a con. Yeah, yeah. There's a few things about it that they're on the negative side. Uh, the thing that kept me from doing it was time. You know, I'd take the time to actually build it, and I just, you know, I take shortcuts every once in a while, and I, you know, I'd take the time to go find the windows, you know, frame it out, build it. And I'm usually I like building things, and I would have enjoyed building an old uh, greenhouse out of windows, but uh, yeah, it was just something at the time. I just yeah, I had too much on my plate, and I, but I wanted a greenhouse really fast, so I didn't do it. But it's a great thing to do. I think they look really cool. And, uh, you know, if you're building a really big greenhouse, it's probably more than you want to take on. Um, might want to go with like a hoop house or, you know, a, a tunnel, uh, some kind, but you know, if you're wanting something that looks really cool, not super big, fun little project, and it's going to add some beauty to your property. Absolutely. Building a greenhouse out of old windows is a good way to go. Now you did ask about estimating costs. I can't really help you with that. Cause like I said, it just, it just depends on that. Good plan locations. Now I did, I've seen some good YouTube videos in the past. Cause when I was thinking about doing this, I was looking for, 
you know, just some ideas on YouTube and stuff. And I've seen some great layouts. There's so many. I didn't even bother uh, to list them. But if you search YouTube uh, for uh, green uh, building um, a greenhouse, a lot of old windows, there's just tons. There's tons of videos on it. Some are good. Some aren't. I, I had seen some good ones in the past. I, I couldn't find the ones. I, there was a couple I'd remembered, and I was looking for them, and I couldn't find those particular ones, so I didn't link to any. But I did. Um, I, I actually post some articles on a website called Home Talk uh, from time to time, and I did run across a really good-looking greenhouse on there uh, from Home Talk. Um, it's just a website that does all kinds of, uh, DIY home ideas. And, uh, I put a link to that in the recommendations in the show notes, go to the recommendations on, in the show notes of this episode. Um, this is episode 89 and, and look that link up and go check that greenhouse out. And they kind of go step by step and they show you how they laid it out and how they did it. And that one does go up on the sides a little bit with some wood and they found some really good uniform, beautiful windows and they made a really nice greenhouse. I thought that greenhouse came out nice, and it might be what you're looking to do. Um, they did use the polycarbonate um, uh, corrugated uh, pieces for the roof, so you can see what I'm talking about there. Uh, like I said, they did come up on on the on the ends with siding. Now they did make one hole, like their south facing wall windows, all the way to the ground. But on the ends on the other side, they came up a little bit with wood siding, which I like the design. It was a really, really nice looking greenhouse. So you might look to that for your plans. I didn't find any actually like blue blueprint type plans i guess really probably because that's really hard to do with old windows because they just vary in size and, and and of course the size of the greenhouse you're wanting to build it's just it's hard to put that out there but youtube and there's some blogs and this home talk article are some great resources for uh for some plans on um on building your greenhouse out of old windows like i said you might, before you get too serious about it, you might just see what old windows are going are going for in your area because, uh, you know, those things in some places, uh, some people think they're made of gold, you know, and, and it'd probably be cheaper to buy new windows than it would old windows just because people are selling them at a super high dollar. But you might run through it by a rummage sale and some guy's got a, a stack stacked up in his garage and he says, hey, give me 10 bucks for the whole stack. I just got to get them out of here. And now you got you a really, really inexpensive, good-looking greenhouse. So um, great idea, uh, Jason, and uh, good luck on building your greenhouse. Hope it works out really well for you. And uh, that's about all I have to offer on that. I think it's a, I think it's a great idea, though. Today on the Homestead Life segment, I just want to talk about kind of what I just talked about a minute ago as far as re- researching and, and finding ways to do things. And that's the enjoyment and education I get from homesteading content. Um, one of the things that's great in my life, my homesteading life, is I love learning new things. I love the availability to learn new things through homesteading content that's on available on the internet. Um, specifically, I'm talking about YouTube, podcasts, and blogs. Now, obviously, you're listening to this podcast, so you're a podcast listener, and you know I'm a podcast listener long before I was ever a podcaster, and I had a podcast before this podcast but years ago. had a couple of them, actually, years ago that are not in existence. Don't worry, you're not going to find them, <laughs> but uh, I love listening to podcasts. I've always loved listening to podcasts since I since they pretty much came on the scene. I remember having an old MP3 player and it was just always a great way because I'm a truck driver. It was always just a great way to me for me to learn things and educate myself on things. So I love the availability of, of information 
And it's really a great part of my life. Every day I look forward to downloading a few things, a few podcasts to listen to. Every day I look at some YouTube videos on learning something new. I look at blogs and read about things. And I love that. You know, I talked about on the last segment about how I enjoy the the communities, the homesteading communities like on Facebook and, and other places. Well, this is similar to that. What I really love is, is like I said, the availability out there. And, and I love that so many homesteaders are willing to share their, their journey. And it just makes homesteading easier. And I love that part of my life. It's actually became a daily part of my life to learn new things from YouTube podcasts and blogs. So that's better in my life because of homesteading. I would never be looking for those things, of course, if I wasn't a homesteader. And it's just become a real important and enjoyable part of my life to learn and grow and and just just see new things every day uh, on the internet. I, I I'm a you know as much as I love the old ways and I love uh, you know the the pioneering lifestyle and I love the you know just learning the way the the people of old did things. I got to tell you, I'm a modern homesteader. I love my internet. I love being able to access information and communities. And I can't even imagine my life without that, honestly. It's made things so much easier and so much better and enjoyable in my life. So that's something I enjoy about the homestead life is the availability of content that's out there and, and consuming that content. I really enjoy it. So, um, I hope you uh, enjoy the same thing. Obviously you listen to podcasts or you wouldn't be listening to this one, but uh, there's also a lot of other great resources out there. And I'll tell you, and I've mentioned them occasionally when I come across a new one, you know, so there's a lot of good ones out there. Just search for them. You know, I don't try to hog up all you guys on mine. Uh, I think we should check out the other homesteading podcasts as well. I enjoy them. I learn from them just like you do. And I've gotten to know some of the folks that do some of the other podcasts. So, you know, I, I think that there's enough to go around and I wish there was more, I wish there was more homesteading podcasts out there. I really do. Cause I enjoy listening to them so much. So, uh, but there's a lot of YouTubes. There's a lot of YouTube uh, homesteader YouTubes out there. So check those out for sure. If you want to submit a question for the podcast, you can send your questions to ask at smalltownhomestead.com or call or text in your questions to our voicemail at 765-203-1949. And again, you can submit those questions as often as you like, as many as you want. Got some great questions in this week. I got, I think, four or five in this week, so I'm looking forward to answering those. Some of them came in by email. Some of them came in by text, and I really appreciate that. Um, and every one of those I'll be answering that came in in the next few uh, days. So thank you so much for that. And uh, I hope you to hear your questions. If you want to keep up this pace of uh, multiple episodes per week, I need all the questions I can get. And occasionally I might do you know, just a topic that I come up with. Or I might do, um, it may not be all be questions like this that I'm answering. I might have a couple interviews coming up here in the future, talking to a couple people about doing some interviews. So, I mean, we're trying to break it up a little bit, but the questions are great. It's a real easy way to do multiple episodes per week, so keep those questions coming. Check out the uh, the Homestead Forum membership community if you enjoy this podcast. It's the way that we uh, uh, keep the lights on here at the, at the podcast and keep this thing going. Um, 
to learn more about the benefits of membership, go to thehomesteadforum.com. Get lots of great stuff in that membership, uh, extra podcasts, videos, live chats, a forum, discounts on other homesteading products, lots of stuff going on in there. Go check out the Homestead Forum membership community. I would love to have more of you join that membership community. And um, uh, it's a real affordable community. And it, like I said, it uh, it takes care of paying the bills for this uh for this podcast and website and, and the things we do here. So thanks so much for being part of that. And uh, like I said, I'm not looking for charity. I'm trying to give you something in return. There's a lot of great benefits to joining that and, uh, and you get to support this podcast. So you can check that out, see the benefits and consider joining. Here's what I like to think of it, The price of joining that membership. Uh, if you would say, you know, I would, I would buy uh, Harold a, a cup of coffee once a week. Uh, not 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 expensive coffee. I'm talking like gas station coffee, like the, the really crappy stuff, you know. If you'd say I'd buy him a cup of coffee once a week um, for him to just do these podcasts, that's about what you're paying me to join the membership. It's a real affordable membership, and like I said, I try to give you your money's worth in that membership. So check it out. <laughs> the show notes for this episode can be found at smalltownhomestead.com forward slash eighty nine. Thanks for joining me today, folks, and happy homesteading and God bless. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow.